This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer and I am here with Sammy Sage today for a very exciting episode. It is the first episode of our Vanderpump Rules Rewind podcast. We're taking it all the way back, season one, episode one. Welcome to Sir. Hey Sammy, how's it going? Hi Dylan, I am so excited to talk about Vanderpump season one. There were no podcasts at the time. So. It is. It really is a time capsule getting back. This was filmed in 2012. And just for a little reference, I don't know when people will be watching this, but we're doing this in the wake of Scandaval. It's obviously been a busy uh, season for Vanderpump. We have seen the season 10 finale. So that is the the context we are bringing to the table. But these episodes, I mean, it, they really stand the test of time. Yes, this we are recording this one the morning after the season 10 Vanderpump finale. So really just it's been a wild night and it's been really like a wild two months, I would say. This has been rolling for two months. Yeah. Which I, is really just it's no, nothing has happened like this before. I'm curious what how recently have you watched like old Vanderpump Rules episodes before this? Probably. I mean, it's the kind of thing that I'd go back to every so often, but I'd pick sort of a random season, random episode. But I hadn't done like a full rewatch. Well, okay. I did one, you know, a few weeks ago yeah. when this all happened, but I probably hadn't done one for like maybe four-ish years. Yeah, it's maybe been- Maybe four to five years, the length of time that Sandoval was trying to break up with Ariana for. <laughs> it's been a while for me as well. And I- I have to say, watching these first few episodes, I kind of forgot how much time we spent at Sir. Like I Oh yeah. I know that this show was like hatched as a show about the people who work at this restaurant, but watching the premiere episode, I'm like, damn, we're really just at the restaurant. Like this is th- we're really not getting too far away here. Oh yeah, I mean, here's the like this was a real show about actual what I think was really interesting now we're watching them sort of in this post Instagram age where they've been able to really make a lot of money and be successful and you know now they're 40 ish years old but in season one they were really like just working at sir as you know any other Macter slash server in LA and that's what was what I think really made it gold is that you had good as gold yeah you had people you had people who were aspiring in the industry who it's unclear what their actual like talent was except with Sheena of course I was but I was shocked to hear in this episode Katie wanted to have a record label I'm like did we ever hear about that again (laughs) no no I've never even heard her sing but Regardless, I think maybe she just like said that. Who knows? <laughs> but they were like really, they got so lucky. Yeah. These people, like they became so famous for 
just being themselves and being friends working at this restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the stories of how this show kind of came to be. And I think it really seems like this was a situation where Lisa Vanderpump, reality TV genius that she is, recognized that she had this group of people and brought it to the production company that was doing Beverly Hills and to the people at Bravo and was basically like, I have this gold mine. I have lightning in a bottle that you're it's a missed opportunity if you're not doing something with this. You know, kudos to all the people involved that they that they saw the vision, they made it happen. And I I mean right from the jump. I also Obviously, I have not forgotten about some of these things, but it's just, you know, like, the memory is jogged. It is strange to see Stassi and Jax together. Like, this is something that, with the hindsight 2020, it's like, they didn't ever seem like a good couple, really. It almost seems like they were, like, prom king and queen, (laughs) but they're just there because they're sort of, like, and I think she says that at one point. Yeah. She says, like, all the girls gravitate to me and all the guys gravitate to Jax. I do think like the number one guy in the group thing was not just made up by Jax. Like that kind of was the vibe early in the show. I mean, Schwartz is not really a full cast member in season one, but he's kind of a follower of Jax. Sandoval, I think, you know, even back at the time would have challenged for that crown. But yeah, I mean, Stassi and Jax and Kristen and Tom are really like the, the, romantic royalty of this show oh they are i mean kristen kristen at one point goes the sexiest person at sir is my boyfriend tom it's like oh my goodness and then you they show him i'll never forget him shaving his forehead and using her hair products and her curling iron yeah the the scene with the the forehead shaving and the flat iron and Sandoval throwing a tantrum about not being able to find his hairspray. So he has to use Kristen's hairspray, which doesn't have nearly enough hold. Uh, it's like that Tom Sandoval has always been exactly who he is. And I mean that in whatever way you want to interpret it. Yeah. Like he is, I think like narcissist is, it feels like the correct word. I mean, what about how he says that in five years he will probably be married to Kristen and they will have one or two kids? And Kristen says she, quote, wants to be known for the work that she does. And if fame comes along with that, that would be really cool. I mean, you could argue that did happen for her. The five kids, the five years, one to two kids. I feel like Sandoval wants to be seen as the guy who thinks who is going to have that. I guess. Does he? It's like he he was the one in the couple with Ariana and with Ariana who supposedly wanted to have babies, but yet he's the one like dancing who ends up like dancing in the Abbey until three a.m. So <laughs> right, it's interesting how at this time he thought he was always trying to be this fantasy, this this power couple, and they didn't even like each other. He was they were cheating on each other at this time. <laughs> Right. I mean, we will we will definitely get more into that. But this whole first day at Sir, when we're getting introduced to everyone, it is such a whirlwind. Obviously, from watching Beverly Hills at the time, there was already the context and the legendary uh, backdoor pilot of Sheena being in the crosshairs with Brandy because she had carried on this relationship with Brandy's husband when they were still together. Brandy should have negotiated royalties on this. She really should have. I mean, 
I actually was kind of devastated when I watched this first episode that they have sort of edited out the crossoverness of that they introduction. I think Peacock. it's I think it's really hard to find the kind of unabridged uh, <laughs> version where the episodes really just flow from one into the other. But it's like Brandy was Brandy was instrumental in getting this going. Yeah, I actually, okay, if I feel like I watched it fairly recently. I feel like it might be in the Beverly Hills episode. It, it is a little bit, but I think it's hard because when they aired back-to-back -back on Bravo, and it really, you like barely even got an inclination that it was a new episode starting. Like they- Yes, it was seamless. seamless. Genius, it was genius. <laughs> it was genius. We will never have that back. I mean, we will never be watching Bravo whatever night that was in 2013 when all of a sudden it was like, wait, who's she? Who are they? I'll never forget it. It was like what the Sopranos did for finales. <laughs> Just saying, like everyone thinks Vanderpump Rules so low rap. No, Vanderpump Rules is genius. They have given us like- formats that we could only have dreamed of they've given us 10 years of no character development for <laughs> some of them and we are seeing it started with a bang quite literally it is i do find it very interesting that the show that sort of literally started from these roots of infidelity are now that has really taken on like fundamental part of the show yeah like it took off from an infidelity too well i think that's one of the things that some people have kind of been like why is scandal such a big deal when these people have literally been cheating and fucking around for 10 years on television i mean that can be unpacked in a separate conversation but watching this episode the way that stassi handles sheena in this in this first episode she has the absolute lowest opinion of this chick. She's she's a home-wrecking whore. She is just classless garbage. Like, she is not somebody, right. you know, Stasi says that she went to an all-girls private school in New Orleans, and Sheena is just not the type of person that she would surround herself with. It's like, Stasi, I, I kind she of... She also said she was a descendant from a Swedish princess. And she acts like it. And that is her goal in life. I think I blacked out a little bit how much of a nightmare Stassi was. Oh, no. She was like a fifth grade bully. It, it wasn't just that she was a nightmare. It was the style in which she was a nightmare. And it, she start, She basically premises it on the fact that Sheena cheated with Brandy Glanville, which Sheena says, like, I fell in love with this man. I didn't know. He told me he was leaving his wife. Haven't we heard it before? And... So Sheena, Sheena, I think it, they're basically setting it up for Stassi to be worried that Sheena's going to try to steal Jax. Which is hilarious. Which... So like hindsight, like thinking about the idea of Sheena like trying to get with Jax, it's just, it just, it's, it like doesn't, I can't even picture it in my head. Like it's just I not. I see what you mean. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathable. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. One of the first scenes they set up is Kristen, Katie, and Stassi sitting on the couch in Stassi and Jax's apartment. And they're talking about what they're going to do that night. Stassi has to go to work. Jax is off. And Stassi's basically saying she doesn't want Jax to go to dinner at Bungalow with Sheena and Tom Sandoval because she doesn't want anyone in her circle around, quote, a husband-stealing, fame-whoring piece of shit without her there. (laughs) And then she's like, Jax doesn't like who I say he doesn't like. And it's just really, it's really remarkable how actively mean she is. And it's not just that they keep the bullying like outside of work. At work the next day, Stassi basically orders Sheena to polish glasses. (laughs) It's like Cinderella? What is going on here? What's so funny though is that it's it's one thing when it's like – it's one thing when Stassi is like making a mean comment to Sheena or something or, you know, talking about her behind her back. 
but she's making her do her prep work for the opening shift at Sir. And she's sitting there polishing these wine glasses. And Lisa is just watching her. And she's like, she's like, Sheena, Sheena, who do you work for? And she's yeah. like, you. And Lisa's like, that's not your job. You can't let Stasi tell you what to do. Go talk to Stasi. And like the fact that Stasi is bullying Sheena to do something that's not her job. And Lisa is seeing this. And instead of saying something to Stasi, she tells Sheena that she should go stand up to Stasi. So, St- so Stasi goes and confronts <laughs> Sheena goes and confronts Stasi in the Sir Alley. And I mean, the Sir Alley is just legendary beautiful i mean it, i i just i love to be there i love to spend time there um and sheena sheena goes up to stassi and good for her she says i know you have your issues with me but i refuse to be your little bitch here and like it just is it's it's funny because sometimes lisa is so like i'm a boss and i have to be in charge of everything that's happening at my restaurants and sometimes she's like sheena go fight with stassi Go go yeah. go! Have it out in the alley. <laughs> She's just sitting there. I think this was her, like trying to produce based on her Beverly Hills um, experience. But I thought that okay, I thought that there was also a really funny scene that took place at Sir, also with Sheena, where basically again, Stassi, Kristen, and Katie are sitting at a table, and Sheena walks in, and Stassi goes, "She's wearing my color dress." And Kristen, like, tries to stand up to her. And she's like, yeah, she definitely went. I have the same dress Stassi has. And then Stassi goes, every single person at CERN knows that the gray slash blue dress is my color dress. You just don't go there. And it's like, what is going on here? And what's also crazy is that Stassi was, like, pretty pretty insubordinate at work, too. Because at one time – at one point, Guillermo says to Lisa – that Stasi told the manager that he needed to get his dick sucked because he wouldn't give her a drink. <laughs> and then Lisa goes in goes and explains, I think it's like in an interview, Stasi's Pandora's friend. She writes for our website. I feel a natural allegiance to her. I what happened to the website Divine Addiction? Like I Oh my god. I bought that cookbook and I went to the book signing with Aileen. Oh my just god. Saying. That is I don't know where it is, but That felt like a call a, like a call forward to when uh, in a later season, Kristen yells at Diana to suck a dick at Sir. It's like, there's just a lot of uh, insubordination happening from those from those two. Also, Lisa saying at the first scene at Sir that the only reason Kristen is still around is because she makes good tips. Like that, she basically is a horrible employee. She just like, you know, no, works. she's saying she's a good employee. The only it's funny because she's a horrible saying, person. Like, the only, sorry, yeah, right, right. The it's. It's funny because she's like, the only reason I keep this employee around is because she's a good employee. It's like, why else? She's like, yes, but she's always starting drama. It's like, okay, whatever. I. It's because Tom Sandoval was cheating on her and she was cheating on him. They're all messed up. That is, I think that's like the the funniest thing about it is that going back 10 years, it's like literally nothing has changed. These people just have a lot less money and are a lot more desperate i i guess younger and younger (laughs) younger stupid and also i think like the standard of how people acted was was more pro bad behavior at the time yeah i i would agree with that also i think these people just had less to lose like they talk about that they 
you know, they have these careers that they're aspiring to, whatever. We see Sheena in the recording studio doing her uh, porn star noises to Can You Freak Bitch, um, which, you know, justice for Sheena's brunette Britney music career. But it's like these people, they didn't have they didn't have kids. They didn't have husbands. They weren't, you know, buying houses. They didn't have brand deals on the line. It's like these people, they saw they had one chance and they they grabbed the ring like good for them and good for us oh thank god for for them and here's the thing they were friends and they did it they jumped together also they couldn't help it because they were like drunk all the time so they were just like whatever they i also think a lot of this is fueled by the fact that they were frequently just fucked up yeah they, I mean, there's a scene at the end of the episode where there's like a brunch that a bunch of them are at, but mainly it's a venue for Stasi and Jax to air out their issues with each other. Oh, and yeah. Jax, so Stasi is like drinking a glass of wine and then orders a mimosa and is like, don't judge me. Can I get a mimosa? And Jax is like openly trolling her for how much she drinks at, at the table. He's like, yeah, already thinking about the third one when she's ordering the second one. I mean, these people are all clearly drinking a lot, but Stasi in particular kind of gives off a vibe, even in some of the scenes at Sir, where it's like, oh, I would absolutely believe you're like half in the bag right now. Oh, totally. I mean, there was even Lisa who defends Stasi. It's interesting to see Lisa's relationship with Stasi because I think she knows she needs these badly behaved people to make the show happen, but yeah. she can't be seen as encouraging them. She's saying she doesn't understand why Stasi is like the lead girl. Right. And she's like, if there were one person in the bloody universe, I can't do an accent. If there were, <laughs> I could, but maybe I it's can't okay. do it with the pressure. Okay. She goes, if there were one person in the bloody universe, I wouldn't follow. It would be Stasi. And it's like, they all sort of know that they're all following a really terrible person because they all kind of say it. And yet they, she has this hold over them. Yeah. I, I will never forget that in addition to the transition into this show that just <laughs> shocked and befuddled me, I feel like I knew that this show was going to be with me forever when, when Stasi goes, I am the devil. Don't you forget it. <sighs> like, just, like iconic. Chills down the spine. I mean, there are, <laughs> Stassi has some moments like that in the course of the show, like the, all the birthday outbursts, like those types of things. Uh, the glass of Pinot Grigio, like, I don't know what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Like she, <laughs> she had a way of dropping these one-liner catchphrase, truth bombs. I don't know what you want to call them, but that just stick in your brain and it's like she's a nightmare she she's you know she's kind of captivating in a way that is frustrating and confusing but you know this relationship yes. with Jax <laughs> so it's true. so obvious from the jump that nothing good is going to come from this and you know as we'll find out in episode two they they don't last long um but it's like just these people from the first day we met them are just absolute nightmare messes. And, you know, 200 some episodes later, it's like, how much has really changed? Yeah, I mean, even in that conversation, Jax reveals that she once threatened to call the cops. And she goes, I only did that once. I only did that once. And I mean, this is because he's saying that he sleep he sleeps on the couch after they have fights because, and then he says, you know, I don't want to get in bed with the devil. And that's when she drops her, I am the devil. But it's like, this is not, this is not healthy. No, it's bad. <laughs> but 
they're all they're all in it together and it's just it is amazing i it is <laughs> i'm grateful that they let us see absolutely i I just want to drop my probably my one little favorite, you know, kernel from the episode is Sheena has her little sit down with Tina and she says that she has a big audition later that day to play the pink Power Ranger. And I just I don't I don't know what came of that gig, but uh, I love to see it. Oh, my God. I was going to I was going to bring that up. She also in that scene, she's like, oh, no, I made it when the paparazzi are taking my picture. Girl, she made it. She made it. She did. Congrats. She did. You made it, Sheena. How about a round you of applause? Did it, Sheena. <laughs> and like again, Uber is using her song for this commercial. I Good mean, as gold that she was recording in season one. It's it's pretty remarkable. Knowing how full circle we've come with all these people, it makes me very excited to be watching season one. And, you know, I'm excited to come back and talk about the rest of it with you. Yes. Let's let's close it up there and we will be back next week. We will be back n- next week with episode two. This is a breakup. Uh, so make sure you are following the show. Subscribe to wherever you're listening so you don't miss that or any of our other stuff coming up. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.